Hello and welcome back to the Bot Pie Podcast. I'm your host Oliver, and today I am joined with co-host Jack. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. I mean, you could sound a little bit more enthusiastic, especially uh, after one Wednesday. You know? <laughs> it's my voice. I lost it from shouting yesterday, actually, to be honest. Uh, but I am very enthusiastic. I'll uh, try to make the most of my voice. Um, but yeah, how have you been? Yeah, but I've I've been all right. I mean, I've had a I've had an all right few weeks, actually. I mean, I've just turned 22. I mean, I've moved back to me, uh, me mums, you know, just, just getting life back on track again after finishing uni. And um, even today's been great. I mean, I did a little bit of shopping, you know. So, oh, really? how have you been? Yeah, I've been good. I've been good. I've uh, been keeping busy. Um, obviously, a lot of... Uh, podcast requests seeing as uh, we are now top of the league so yeah keeping busy um and long may it continue because it's nice it's nice yeah. to be able to speak positively about Preston North End after what feels like forever on the podcast doesn't it so yeah it's good um definitely very good yeah I mean yeah, should we get should we, yeah what, of course what, what well, let's get straight into, into it like, well yeah. I mean well, where do we start with the positivity um we didn't... let's obviously start first of all on the Plymouth game yeah. So obviously, I went on the game. Um, I d- I did manage to end up watching it because I was fl- flying back. I, I got I got into Manchester about one p.m. So I was watching it on my phone. Um, and then obviously, yeah, what a start that were. Um, a brilliant yeah. ball by Potts over to Liam Miller. Some um, ball that. Some yeah. ball. And then scored within forty seconds to settle any nerves. I mean, you couldn't yeah. really ask ask for much more, could you? Oh, you couldn't really, could you? I mean, Liam Miller making an instant impact, really. You know, he picks up that ball on the left side and just he cuts in, and he's already a massive threat to defenders, you know. And I know Plymouth defensively aren't the greatest side at the moment, um, Mm -hmm. but he just looks like an absolute threat and a terror down that left-hand side and that cross to Duane Holmes. I mean, all those helped by... Hazard's, you know, sort of parry, but Joanne Holmes is still there and he saw he had the foresight to know he was still there. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, Joanne Holmes again, he's been he's been fantastic, hasn't he? But obviously I think we gotta talk about just the character of that win as well, because you know, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously talk about the character of virtue uh, of last night as well, or Tuesday night. But we went two nil up. In the first half, and then we conceded quite early in the first in the second half. Second half, yeah. No, was it in the second half we conceded? Yeah, yeah. And then we went quite under the cosh. I, I felt like we were quite under the cosh, obviously. From uh, to be fair, I, I felt like we we did well to get keep them um, keep uh, the clean sheet until half time, and then I think they scored after about um, sixty minutes or so. I'll get the actual time up now for us. Um, of when they ended up uh, scoring. Um, but I felt like 61st minutes so 15 minutes in, um, I still felt like we were quite under the caution. Obviously, when they scored, I think everyone's thinking, oh, no, here we go. Um, back to the usual. But I do feel like something's changed. I mean, going last season or the season before, with Ryan Hardy scoring after 61 minutes, we might have just fell apart but yeah I said the, 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 well, yeah yeah the, if it was last season it would have probably been a 2-2 or a 3-2 Plymouth 
Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I feel like North End, and, and this is one of the most impressive things for me, and I've mentioned this quite a few times, is albeit we, we haven't played the greatest, um, take out obviously the, the brilliant start that we had, the, 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 the rest of the game, obviously we're just trying to maintain uh, the 2-0 lead and just keep, keep, keep the clock ticking. Um, I didn't think we were at our best, and I'll probably say the same against Birmingham, but good teams find ways to win. Yeah, when you're not no. doing the best, and that's I mean, what we're doing at the moment. What are we? What What are we? We are a counter-attacking team. Now, I feel like that's our identity, and I feel like that's always sort of been a Ryan Low identity. Anyway, we are playing like a Ryan Low team now. Yeah, and it's great to see that. You know, you can see that his philosophy is really starting to show, and mm-hmm. you know, long may it continue because we're not particularly playing pretty. In a minute, I mean, the last no. two victories will tell you that. Like mm-hmm. we're not dominating games, but it tells you we're taking our chances and we're um, we're setting up so defensively well. You know, we're so sound when it comes to defending our own area, and even when Freddie Woodman is called upon, like I, uh, I think it was the chance that he saved from. Uh, I'm trying to see who it is now because I'm looking at it. Number twenty nine. For Plymouth, um, but yeah, no, he's a. Uh, it was a outstanding save. Just made himself look big, and you know could have, you know, stopped the game. You know, what could have, in hindsight, could have ended up being making the game a draw. It was number two. No, it was number. Two, it was Kesler Hayden that he saved from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no. We just seem so relaxed and mature about our approach when it comes to the defensive side of our game. Like it kind of seems like feels like last season at the start when you know I'm a lot more confident in the defense now. Like the defense, I'm very confident in it. And I've not had that feeling since the start of last season where we just weren't conceding. But like we're got we're getting the goals now. And obviously, you know, the, the goals we have conceded, I mean, I'd like to look at that Plymouth goal again. Cause <laughs> I'm kind of convinced he's offside a little bit. I don't know why. <laughs> no. I, th- I think he was just on, but I mean, I, I think obviously not the just the confidence of the fans, uh, but also the confidence of the back line as well. Um, and I know I'm going to move on just to uh, a bit of the Birmingham game. Um, I'm going oh, to mention about obviously there, yeah. he's just on. Sorry, I just I'm, I'm just, just going to mention about Jack Watmore. Now, obviously, he didn't have the greatest of games yesterday. Um, I did feel like the second Andrew Hughes come onto the pitch, um, both Story and Lindsay became more confident in a way, and I think that's because they've been used to playing with each other. We, we became more resolute, more to say. Yeah. And um, I, I think, obviously, having um, confidence in, obviously, your teammates and trusting them, you know, obviously, Hughes, Lindsay, Story, even Potts, uh, defensively-minded, and you've got a fantastic keeper in Freddie Woodman, it, it, mm-hmm. it instills confidence and trust. Obviously, us playing a low block isn't the nicest to see, and I think everyone was pulling their hair out. Oh, um, mean, especially for the, for the past few games, you're pulling your hair out with all of them being that all of our home games being two on wins. I feel like 
this is what we're sort of needing to expect now. We're going to sort of play a low block to absorb the pressure and hit him on the counter attack. That's mm-hmm. what we we're now. That's what we are now. That's our identity. I feel like it's so obvious to see that we're a counter attacking mm-hmm. team now. But even then, we can turn it on and absolutely press and suffocate mm-hmm. opposition. Uh, we saw that, you know, for of you know for the um for the own goal last night. You know, we were. Mm-hmm. Once they scored, we started getting on top again, and that pressure sort of amounted to that on goal. It was a great header, by the way. <laughs> um, Unreal header, Bielik. What, what I would ask is, obviously, we've the massive change uh, from last season, and I did mention it, if we got it spot on, we might be there and about, because our away form last season was fantastic. Now, obviously, we do have a great away following, and that's continued on into this season. And I think yeah. we were like third for away results in the league. Obviously, at home, it was like 18th. Um, obviously, now making Deep Down more of a fortress and having the confidence in the fans who are always, you know, getting behind the players and willing them on. Now, how much do you think fans playing as the 12th man affects the players? Because I believe Preston are a massive confidence side. And at the moment, the confidence instilled in all the players is probably the highest it's been for a yeah, very, very long the, time. The confidence so, definitely exuberating. You know, so, it's so, definitely exuding onto the fans, uh, yeah. from the fans onto the uh, onto mm-hmm. the players. You know, sort of radiates that sort of Radi- confidence. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it seems like... drags them over the line as well. It, that was the thing, though. Like, this is the thing about when I, when I was on last night. It was... When we went 1-0 down, it wasn't like, oh, everyone just sort of went, oh, bloody hell, all that, you know, just yeah. kicking off. They had the little whinge and a mod, but they were straight back on the, onto the team's back and, you know, giving them that extra edge, you know, that push to mm-hmm. go that extra mile. And it paid off. I mean, long mate continues well. loved it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um to be fair to Osmai, he didn't really get a kick all game, but then the one chance that he did, he's absolutely slammed it into the back of the net, hasn't he? Really. I don't no, I, I, I felt like he, he felt a bit isolated, but obviously when Brown went uh, got pushed higher up, um, and obviously he's... To be fair, I, I am going to mention, um, I, I, I weren't um, Brown's biggest fan coming in at half-time, but then, to be fair, yeah. quite a lot of players were weren't doing the best. Um, so... The second half performance by Brown. What a captain's performance that is. He's moved higher up. That's what he's we need affected from. the game fantastically. Yeah. And obviously the news now that obviously you've uh, you've seen from uh, the journalist that you did post on to the Butterfly podcast about um, about Ben Whiteman and Alan Brown uh, being in talks for new contracts and North End being, um, what was it, um, optimistic about it getting done? You know, having them also getting signed on. What a start to the season. I mean, yeah. I mean, with Alan Brown, I think I'm confident that will happen. Mm-hmm. Ben Whiteman is a bit more... Uh, I think that's a bit more of a questionable one, seeing as he's uh, obviously flirted with sort of the idea of moving on. But I feel like he can't out... If you were him right now, you can't out but sort of look around and go... There's a good energy here. Yeah. There's a good buzz around here. Why would I sort of leave that at the minute? I mean, of course he can go to a... Could he get a Premier League move? I think that's a bit out of reach now. I mean, I feel like he had his chance with Fulham being linked. 
Uh-huh. Was he linked to Luton? Yeah, sorry, he was linked with Luton, I think, as well. Uh, I feel like it might be one of them where... I'm sorry, my microphone just keeps... No, it's all right. Anyway, it might be one of them where he's like, hey, we might give you like another, you know, another... Year. Deal, another year or two. Uh, but might be one of them where it's like, you can help this club achieve something absolutely mesmerizing if you sign a new deal. But if you if you do sign this new deal and we don't mm-hmm. achieve your hopes, then we'll look to move you on. Move you on for the The thing is, he has to prove he has he has to prove himself. He has to put himself in the shop window, doesn't he? Because if he just sort of lounges around for the next seat for that the next few months. No one's going to touch him, and then he's going to have no options. And next thing you know, he's probably going to downgrade a club. Uh, what Ben White? I, I, I still, I still feel like Ben Whiteman's always going to get a championship move, no matter if it's with Preston or anyone else. Like I know Watford were sniffing around Watford, massively, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, as you mentioned, you know, um, if he signs a new deal, um, I've, I've, I've been thinking about this actually. You know, if he signs a new deal now with Alan Brown, like earlier on in the season, looking at January time. Um, if we're still hearing about the playoffs and still mm-hmm. moving on, then you know what a chance this could be for us. You know, knowing that we won't lose Ben Whiteman in January, and we can just move on. Um, and I think that's what the club are especially doing. They're trying to maintain their assets, especially in January, because albeit you look back to Alex Neal um, yeah, when we we're top of the league coming around Christmas, and he needed some players, didn't he? He needed yeah. some players in, and we brought we only brought in one in Scott Sinclair when we really needed three. Now, having low to maintain his best players within the squad in January and also being able to add on to it if we are in this position come, you know, at the end of Christmas is going to be vital for, you know, our push. And I think the club have had to learn that the hard way under Alex Neal. And I'm I'm hopeful that they don't make the same mistake. And if we are in this position come Christmas time, which albeit it may not happen, but the optimism is probably slowly getting there. If we are in this position it come Christmas time, we've got to do everything we can as a club to help Ryan Lowe and the team to be able to push forward towards what could be a very special season. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know what? I'm going to stick my neck out on the line. I honestly think we'll still be in this position by Christmas. Whether we're first, second or third, you know, I I can't see us dropping off anytime soon. I don't know why. I feel like if there is a drop-off, it'll come in the new year. It's a confidence, I feel. And I, I think one of the main things as well is, you know, after the international break... Mm-hmm. Like we, we normally have really good starts, and then we're always playing good before the international break, and then it comes, and then we just fall apart. Yeah, well, it hasn't true. happened this year. Yeah, it no, hasn't, yeah, and it's so nice. Where they left off, and you know, I do believe a loss is to come. Mm-hmm. No, well, that's obviously expected. I do believe if I have to put money on it, that a loss will come at Ipswich. Okay. I do believe that's where our first loss may come from. Mm-hmm. I can't see it at Rotherham. I think we'll make it seven in a row. I mean, I'm, I might as well make my prediction here. I think we'll make <laughs> it seven in a row at Rotherham, yeah. which, by the way, which would be absolutely unreal. 
Well, would be, I, wouldn't that I be one of the best starts to a championship season or the best? Well, I, I'm actually going to come with this start because I've, I've come for it. Um, it is, is Ipswich after Rotherham? Is that the game after Rotherham? Uh, Ipswich is... Uh, it's West Brom after Rotherham. It's... West Brom after Rotherham. If we Rotherham, beat West Rotherham, Brom, Leicester, Ipswich. Yeah, so um, if we beat Rotherham, which mm-hmm. you're predicting they are, uh, you go into the West Brom game there. Now, if we go we... seven one and zero, seven wins, one draw, and obviously no losses into the West Brom game, no team has ever gone eight wins, one draw. No one's ever ever had a start of eight wins, one draw, and no losses after nine games ever. So, Preston North End have the opportunity, and I cannot believe I am saying this now, to have the best ever championship start. In the history, if they make it nine wins, no, eight wins and one draw after nine games. So if we get a win against Rotherham and against West Brom, we will have the best ever start to a championship season ever. Now, I'm also... It's crazy. It's crazy to say that because I feel like if we are going to get that record, then we are the benchmark. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why we can't challenge this season. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm I'm trying not to get too <laughs> ahead of myself, but if we do achieve that feat, we have to go and get promoted. Because you can't mm. have a start like that and then absolutely fumble. Fall away. Because no. that's embarrassing. But the thing is, it just seems like they want to keep this momentum going and they just, this momentum just keeps going and it doesn't seem like we're going to lose. And I don't think we'll lose at Rotherham. And I, I, I'm i going to stick my neck out of line again and say, I don't think we'll lose to West Brom. Okay. I genuinely believe we could make it eight wins in a row. But then again, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. No. It's a banana skin. Now, I'm going to ask you another question here. Now, um, so obviously Ryan Lowe was forced to change the formation the first game of the season to have a one-strike formation, change from 3-5-2 to Mm 3-4-2-1. And obviously he's had to stick by that due to Wilkeen being the sole striker. Now, it's worked fantastically and he's stuck with this formation ever since. So my question to you is now for me, it is, but was it a blessing in disguise that we only had one fit striker to, to allow us, well, force us to play this formation going into the start of the season. And now obviously where we are now off it, was it a blessing in disguise that, you know, we had to play this formation I mean, of course, I think. Obviously, I mean, how can you look at this and not think it is? Because, obviously, I, I want to give respect. Obviously, I want to respect the other strikers who were injured, you know, because obviously they all add something to the team. I feel like Will Keane's tactical sort of advantage that he brings, the tactical benefit he brings to the side, you know, obviously <clears throat> he does what Troy Parrott was meant to do, you know, so drop between the lines and sort of invite others in and create a lot more pressure in the attacking third and a lot more numbers into the attacking third. 
And um, yeah, I mean, you can see that he try he is meant, you know, he tries to do that, but I think Azmaic is just a pure born and bred goal scorer. <coughs> and I feel like from West Brom, I think we will revert mm-hmm. to a two striker formation. You reckon? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because the, the, the way that we have, I would, the way that we like surely couldn't change it. And again, do you have Will Keane playing in like the where Holmes is playing? Well, yeah, but this is a headache that Ryan Lowe's going to have, and I'm glad I'm not Ryan Lowe at the moment. Um, you know, you how are you going to fit in your top goal scorer? Because Osmagic, you can't drop Osmagic because he's just scored again. If Will Keane's fit for this weekend. How are you going to fit him in? Because Osmagic's just scored a, he scored in against Birmingham. You can't drop him for against Rotherham. So how are you going to fit in Will Keane? I have no idea. That's, <laughs> that's something. I mean, it's, it's so nice to be able to speak about this. I'm actually in disbelief. I can't believe it either. Like we are in a weird position where our club is doing really, really well. <laughs> It's nice. We're and having selection headaches on the podcast. And there's talks of us potentially breaking the record of the best ever start to a championship season. It's so crazy. What has happened to this club? Who'd have thought? Um, Who'd have thought? I, I, I want to. Part of me wants to go back to mid table mediocrity, but I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm <laughs> loving this. Yeah, we're, we're having the ride over. Uh, enjoying the ride and um, let's enjoy it while it lasts. Because yeah, having a, having a couple of nosebleeds with how high we are, but um, you know, let's keep the momentum going and well, fingers crossed, going into Rotherham. Um, they are obviously playing tonight uh, as of recording. Um, this is Wednesday night. They're playing against Millwall tonight, so it's a quick changeover for them. They're playing Millwall away. Um, I, I was on a Rotherham United podcast, and obviously he was mentioning how um, they only had Hugo up top as a sole strike against Huddersfield, um, and it didn't really work. Now, obviously, with our back three of you know Liam Lindsay, even Jack Watmore, um, I, I, I couldn't even speak about him because uh, he, he did very well against uh, a big, a big centre-half, albeit I don't think he'll uh, start. But Liam Lindsay's best quality is coming up against, you know, big, strong strikers. And I think John Hugel obviously fits that bill. Um, so how confident are you going into the game against Rotherham that, you know, we'll be able to pro- probably t- probably limit um, Hugh Goal, um, Hugh, Hugh Goal to playing his, uh, play his normal style, which obviously at North End was fantastic, weren't it? So how, how confident are you in this back line and being able to limit... Rotherham and uh, especially Hugh Gill coming in Saturday. Just play as we did last season at that place, really. <laughs> we don't have Tom Cannon now, do we, to score them goals? But we have Osmaic. You know, we have Osmaic, we have Miller, we have uh, Frocky Jensen. Which, speaking of that, I think will um, start. Um, I'm, Who's Frocky Jensen? <laughs> yeah, I reckon Frocky. I, I reckon Mass Mass Frocky Jensen or. Who was what was the name that uh, we got given to him? Uh, the podcast, Keith. Keith, yeah, I, I reckon Keith will play. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> I mean, he's got so much selection. I think Whiteman will come in. I think Hughes will come back in, and I think Ma, uh, Keith, uh, Mad Rocky, Jensen, and Keith um, will come in. Um, maybe mm-hmm. for Holmes, or oh, but, oh, but Holmes has got man of the match, and you may deem him undroppable. 
Um, oh, he could come in for... Um, well, I don't think he'll come in for Miller because Miller's left wing back. Um, yeah, you've got so much choice. Um, I, I think the only changes you can do is due to fatigue. It's not due to, you know, the quality of player. Um, maybe Whiteman, obviously, for uh, Ledson. Uh, albeit Ledson's been superb, but obviously Ben Whiteman getting back to his best. Um, you can't really leave Whiteman out of the team. So, you know, if you've got Brown up there, Brown's undroppable at the moment. And, I mean, you could probably say Holmes is undroppable, but the only way you can look into the changes is fatigue, really. So I I'd, I'd think Hughes and Whiteman come in, especially for Watmore and Ledson, potentially. And then I think Mads comes in for Holmes to maybe limit his fatigue because he's played two 90 minutes in a row. But yeah. albeit at the end of it, you know... Um, at the end of Birmingham, he's still at, he's running his heart out. So, who knows? Um, it's it, what a signage when Holmes has been. I'm going off at a tangent here, but you know, on a free, he was probably written off as you know just being a championship standard player, but turned into like a, a championship messy. He's been superb. Well, is Holmes? Yeah, Dwayne Holmes. Dwayne Holmes. Yeah, he's. I don't know. He just brings something. He just brings an energy about him, doesn't he? He just he does. works off. He works so tirelessly off the ball and on the ball. He looks to just make something happen. You know, he just he just leaves everything, doesn't he, on the pitch? He, he's just a character. <laughs> you know, he's the type of player you want in your team and. I mean, we have a mate who's a Huddersfield fan, and he was warning us. Yeah, like, but he, oh, he wasn't. He wasn't oh, a fan. He's not, good, he's not good. I would just like to say, Ben, how wrong were you? <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Ben. Don't worry. Anyway, uh, no, but seriously, um, he's just been an incredible addition to this team, and long may it continue. Because I did have my doubts about Julian Holmes. Yeah, I, th- I think everyone did. I mean that's just a normal that's just the normal North End pessimism now. Of course it is. I think everyone was pessimistic about potentially the summer signings. I think everyone's pessimistic about a signing until they play. I mean, what impact they've played. Fair play to, you know, Market Insights and Andy. Obviously he's on yeah. uh, Twitter posting about North End and loving it. So if he's listening, well done. <laughs> Keep it up <laughs> for January. Um, it up. Okay, um, but yeah. Um, every every summer signing apparently, well, attacking summer signing has, you know, contributed a got well scored, and what a return on your investment that is, um, because obviously losing Daniel Johnson and replacing it with Matt, um, and we've also brought in Oz Magic who scored, Miller who scored, um, Dwayne Holmes who scored, you know, what what a turnaround that is, and well, uh, yeah. Kane who's obviously scored, I should say, you know. The recruitment seemingly has been spot on and we've been banging on about it at the end of last season, how much we've needed to get it correct. Yeah. And, you know, three out of five isn't good enough. You should be, you know, looking for more. And it seems like we've got more than three out of five bang on. I would, yeah, I would just like to mention now, because I'm looking at like the table, like this time last year, obviously they played three more games, but we've got more points than third place Reading. And I was like, mm-hmm. we were third place at this time last year. And when I say this time, I mean like 20th of September last year. But they played more games and we had more points than them. But, and the thing is, that I was getting this really weird feeling that I was getting Reading vibes. Mm-hmm. 
but they lost four games. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'd also like to add as well, and I know to be fair, this this pod episode is is probably a bit all over the place, which is just positivity. Now, I'd also like to mention Ryan Lowe and how he's been he's he's been forwarded as I'd say last season he was probably a bit hit and miss with some fans. Obviously, both ourselves was hit, and you know we we showed our confidence in behind Lowe. Um, I was obviously speaking to Matt Furness today, um, who is a editor and writer for Opta Analysis and Opta Joe. Obviously, there's been a piece that's just gone out um, about obviously pressing North End and pushing towards promotion. But he sent me a stat about uh, Ryan Lowe that's in the piece. And I thought you might want to hear it. So Lowe's arrival um, has helped Preston uh, stir into a stronger second half of the season. Um, only seven clubs won more point than they did, than uh, Preston have um, following his appointment. Now, after 78 league games, after he was put in charge of the club, Preston have won more points than any of the other 14 clubs to have been championship ever present since he's arrived in 121 points. So in that essence of championship ever present, we'd be in the playoffs currently due to Lowe's um, arrival. When you mean championship ever present, are we thinking about clubs that have not been promoted or relegated? I I, I believe so, yes. So that would mean we have the most points out since his arrival, we've have the we've got the most points of all the clubs that have been in like the championship and have remained there ever since his appointment. Um, I think six. I think um, more points than any of the other fourteen clubs who to have been. So we are top of the we're top of the championship for um for That's the ever presence since yeah. for the ever presence that have been since his um. Since his arrival, so, so yeah. the clubs that have, yeah, so so pretty much were the best to have never left the championship uh, since Lowe's arrival. Oh, so I, 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 think, I think that's I think that's a nice little stat to put in. So you know, Lowe's obviously managed to probably change his way. I know he's been uh, banging on about the brand uh, last season. I think that's what potentially may have you know maybe been a miss with a couple of fans. How right has he got it this season? He's got it right, Annie. I mean, I knew that. I mean, I've I've always been a Ryan Lowe believer. You know that. Everyone knows yeah. that. I've always been in his corner because I'm. I've always seen it. I've always seen it, and I don't want to. I again, I don't want to like be big headed and all that. But I just want to say to uh, to those people that. Slated me for backing him. <laughs> I told you so. Like there was just something about him that I've I've I. Sorry, my microphone is absolutely all over the place at the minute. That's all right. Anyway, I connected with Ryan Lowe as soon as he joined the club, and you know it's just incredible. Like I just I just knew it will click someday. And I'm glad that that you know that is clicking now. I, I've always demanded patience for him because he's 
it's just I just hate that people were so quick to be like, oh, get him out, get him out, get him out. Why should we become a sacking club? Why? Why should we? It's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I saw I, a stat I think, focus because he caught because I don't know if anyone caught uh, on football focus uh the other day that uh apparently uh what was it? They showed like wait, I forgot what it was. It's, it's, like, it's like a start episode, it? episode isn't it? Leaders <laughs> when September ends, right? Yeah. Leaders when September ends, I've got it right here. Go on. In the last ten championship seasons, mm-hmm. the people to have been leading the championship by the end of September, one, two, three, four, five, six have gone up out of ten. <sighs> now, now, Jack, you know I'm still pessimistic about North End, and I still will remain so. You're not doing anything to help me with this, so start to stop it. I've, I've always said about Christmas time, this is where you know. I'll know where Preston will be. I'm still still remaining pessimistic because I don't want That's to... a 60% chance. That's a good yeah. chance. The odds are in our favour here. Oh, H. Come on, man. No, I can't. I, can't. I still can't comprehend because I don't want to be let down. We'll sit, we'll, we'll take we'll it again at a time. We'll be top by the end of We don't know. We'll take it one step at a time like, like the team is. We're taking it one cl- one one game at a time. One it's podcast so episode at a time. One pod- yeah, I know. I know. One podcast episode at a time. And we'll see where we are come the end of it. Um, now, we will go into a fixed uh, a fixed area of where we were meant to be speaking about in the Rotherham prediction. I, f- I think what I would say about, obviously, the, the, mix, the, the, the podcast is going absolutely everywhere and we're going off on a tangent everywhere. Um, I, but I think it's been good. I think it's probably because we've been overly positive. And I think that's nice. Um, so hopefully we'll try and get some more structure going. But if if you're positive about the club, you just go off on tangents about positivity. I think. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, should we not do the match ratings, the play ratings? Oh wow! I even forgot about that. <laughs> Did you um, not post them last night? No, not post them. Did you post the? Well, oh no, I didn't post them last night. I have the Plymouths. All right, well, we'll decide last night's man of the match. Oh yeah, we'll decide. Um, Alan Alan Brown. Bosh. (laughs) And uh, Miller won the man of the match for the Plymouth game. Who? Miller. Miller Miller won the man of the match uh, for the Plymouth game with a rating of 9.3. I I was overstruck with positivity and... um, Everything I forgot to post. Obviously, the link to last night's um, game against uh, against Birmingham well, for uh, ratings. Weekend. I'll be back this weekend. It, it will be back this weekend. It will definitely be back this weekend. Um, so yeah, we've got um, Liam Miller as the Butterpie Podcast listeners man of the match against Plymouth, and the Butterpie Podcast not listeners, but probably ninety nine percent of the listeners of Alan Brown as man of the match against Birmingham. Now. Moving on to quickly for Rotherham, a sold out away end, massive support following, um, as some would call a huge do. Um, obviously trying to limit Hugo and their main, main focal point in attack. How can you see the game going, Jack? Um, 
How do I think that game's going to go? Yes. I mean, I said we're going to win. I think we'll how, win. How, how do you think it'll go? Like, what what did you even predict? Was it, you didn't give us a solid prediction. We're still waiting here. 3-1. 3-1 North End? 3-1. I think we'll concede again, but I think we'll score three. Okay. Right. I think it'll be one of them. Where maybe, maybe we go 1-0 down. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We'll go 2-0 up. They get one back, and then we'll score quite late on. Okay. Now... I'm, I'm gonna come H. back with this. Osmai H. H. Yep. Brown. Yep. And I'll go. I'll go. Mass Rocky Jansen. Okay. Well, Keith Rocky Jansen. Well, Keith Rocky Jansen. Okay. Sorry. Keith Rocky Jansen. So, um, over our past four games, we've scored at least two goals. So, two goals against Swansea, two goals against Stoke, two against Plymouth and Birmingham, respectively, and. I think we'll score two again. Um, well, at least two. Um, I'm going to go two 0 Preston off end. Um, oh. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to stay with Osmagish, and I, I'm going to agree with you in Alan Brown getting on the score sheet as well. And I think it'll be two 0 Preston off end, mm-hmm. and we're going to keep the momentum going on into West Brom. Um, obviously a, a Saturday um, fixture, so we get a bit more rest. Obviously, Rotherham are away at Millwall tonight as of Wednesday, so they'll probably only get one full day of training compared against us two. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be a, a deciding factor, uh, but you know, every little counts. Um, yeah. I, I just believe that you know the momentum will continue going and uh, going to West Brom. We, we have a week's. A week's rest after that, so fatigue will uh, fatigue will be able to uh, be built up. Well, not be built up, obviously, uh, be lessened. But yeah, I'm going to go two 0 pressing north end, and long may it continue. And I can't wait. Well, well fingers crossed. It's a more positive, uh, even more positive pause next week with a win. Um, but unless you've got anything else to say, Jack, I think that's another podcast. There's another podcast, yeah. That, that's great. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on once again. And thank yeah. you, listeners, for listening. And, yeah, see you next time. Cheers. Yeah, see ya.